What's going on, guys? Welcome to Hit Talks, baseball's mental performance podcast. I'm your host, Vic Ferrante. In this episode, I have a conversation with Eddie Saucedo, who is a current ball player, only 18 years old, with a tremendous passion for learning about the mental side of the game and host of Thought Force Podcast. You could also find him on Instagram under the same handle. This podcast will be broken into three separate segments, so please be sure to tune in for part two and part three in the coming weeks. So without further ado, here is part three of my conversation with Eddie Saucedo. So we've talked a lot about big picture, like baseball isn't number one and stuff like that, but like actually getting deep into it, like, do you have any um, specific breathing techniques or stuff like that that you like to use in your life or teach, teach your guys? Um. The, one of the first main ones came off of the book Heads Up Baseball. I'm sh- I'm assuming you've probably read Heads Up Baseball, yeah, or listened to the the audio book. Um, is the yeah the concept of being able to um, in between each rep, taking a full breath in and out. Um, a lot of a lot of kids right off the bat will just kind of like they'll take a breath, but they'll go. <sighs> You know, it's so yeah, shallow, yeah. Um, but to really get to take back control of yourself um, by taking that deep breath, and it's so much harder um, than it sounds. Um, that's just the main thing that I've been trying to implement with my kids. Like even in the even in the batting cage, like we're we're doing BP, we're doing flips. Like I want them to an abbreviated like in between pitch routine, kind of mm-hmm. take it take one foot out. If you need to fix your gloves, fix your gloves, like get back in, get your focal point, take that deep breath, like, and fully exhale, um, to obviously, and focus on your approach on the next pitch. Um, right. so that one, just kind of a basic, you know, basic, um, routine, uh, but also the, um, adding the visualization part where you're kind of, you're breathing in energy, Like, right? So if you mm-hmm. need, if you feel like you're a little bit down, on energy for uh, on a day. Cause that's going to happen. And you yep. need to bring yourself up to visualize yourself breathing in the energy and, you know, pulling your shoulders back at the same time and kind of puffing your chest out, bringing in that, like that little bit of testosterone kick, a little bit of energy with that breath. And then likewise, if you need to bring yourself down, cause that would be, that would have been me is being mm-hmm. way too over amped at the plate, feeling too good, too strong, you know, you'll have a tendency to want to, to muscle, muscle the ball, muscle the swing. Um, so I would have, it would have benefited me to be able to have that in my toolkit to say, okay, as I exhale, I'm going to release my tension, which is what the breath naturally does. But having Mm -hmm. that thought, like I'm actually taking energy, taking some of that, that, um, over that amp, those amps and releasing them out of my body. Um, mm-hmm. I found to be pretty helpful for even when I play around with it myself hitting, um, I find it to be very helpful and I know it right. would have been had I been able to do that in the game. Cause I was that, I was the up here, <laughs> right? <laughs> I needed to dial it down the majority of the time. For sure. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, as far as breathing goes, I think it, it is like anything else in the game where I, I, I really do not like having a cookie cutter approach where it's like, okay, every time before you get in the box, you're going to breathe it, breathe for this amount of time. And you're going to think this, like for me, it's like, okay, there are going to be times where I'm walking into the box where I'm in 
my green light mode, which what that means kind of in the mental spaces, you're ready to compete. And for me, like if I'm in that, in that kind of, uh, stage, like if my mental, um, state is in a green light, then I will, I'll literally just be humming a song, my favorite song in my head, just trying to stay in that. And that's really something that helps me stay in that green light is taking my mind off baseball and just literally just humming the favorite song or, or kind of, um, having my, having a song come in my head and just like, as I'm kind of getting in the box, thinking about that and then, okay, what do I have to think about? Like starting when the pitcher's hands break, whatever, you, whatever you have to think about that, then it's like, okay, but getting into the, getting into it, I think is big. And the thing that I don't like about, um, for, cause there are a lot of guys that'll say like, okay, every time before you step in the box, look at your bat, take a deep breath and do this. Like for me, that gives me a lot of time to actually think. And if I take a breath when I don't really need it, if I'm in that green, uh, green light, then I might take a breath for just for taking a breath and thinking I'm doing the right thing, but I'm actually giving myself time to think and process and it becomes more complicated, more complicated. And then I go into the box with all these thoughts. So yeah. if I'm in a good, if I'm in a good mental state, I'll try to take my mind off the game because I know I'm in, I'm in a good spot and I'll think, all right, let me sing my favorite song or whatever, get in the box. And now, okay, I know what I need to focus on. And then if I'm in a yellow or red light, which means you're not ready, whether it's like you said, you have too little energy, too much energy. I have different breathing techniques that I'll use that'll get me into that, or at least close to that green, um, mental state so let's say um it's bottom of the seventh inning base is loaded tie game like i like chances are i will be in the yellow or red it's just the nature of the game i'm gonna you know the adrenaline's gonna be going my heart's gonna be racing i i want to come through i mean if you don't then you're probably playing the wrong game but it's normal it's normal to be a lot of people would say nervous i like to say excited um, to go in and, and be in that spot. And, um, I mean, when I'm in, when I'm, if I'm in a situation like that, for me picturing it, I'm, I'm at an, I'm at a mental state that's very hyped up, like you said. Um, and one breathing technique that I'll use is I'll, you know, step out, grab my bat, look at the top or wherever I like to look at. I usually like to look at the barrel and I'll, breathe in and then once i get to the top of my exhale i will basically squeeze all the muscles in my body from like head to toe just flex them as i'm holding the bat like i'll squeeze the bat as hard as i can and then on the exhale i'll just relax everything just let everything go and that gets me into a really good spot into a really close to a green um, mental state so that now when i go in now I can focus on what I need to focus on, whether it's like you said, whatever it is for you, whether it's when the pitcher starts seeing the spin, whatever works for you, then focusing on that. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on like everything in the game. Like I said, when the guy's going downhill and there's a guy having a high spin rate, you have different approaches to it. And it's the same idea with this. You know, if you're totally relaxed and you feel in control, just on a song, don't let yourself kind of think about it. Um, but if you're not in the best place to compete, maybe trying something to bring yourself back down, like that one 
um, can help out. And then there's also a few others that I've posted on my Instagram that mm-hmm. kind of help out, but those are just a couple of them that I use depending on where I'm at mentally. I think that's great. I mean, especially because you have gotten to the point where you have your awareness, right? If we have first, before you can have even implement these techniques, like for the kids listening, depending on whatever, what level they're at, it's like, you need to have a level of awareness to be able to recognize when you're in those states, when you're in their Mm -hmm. green, their yellow, their red, so that you can then implement the right tool. So I kind of like to think of it as like a, you know, like a toolbox, right? It's like, imagine if I, if I'm a contractor and I show up to a, a site where we're building a house and I don't have my tools, or all I have is a hammer. I'm not going to get very far. Hopefully there's right. some nails around because that's <laughs> all I can do. Um, right. But of course in baseball, there's so many variables and there's so many, like no game, no two games are exactly alike. No two pitches are like, are exactly alike. Um, and no two scenarios environments are exactly alike. So being able to pull out the right tool at the right time um, is just it, it's an elite um, type of um, habit or strategy. Um, But in order to be as successful as you can possibly be, like we need to have the right tools in our toolbox, our toolkit, uh, when that job or that task presents itself. Uh, Like you said, it's not always, your approach is not always going to be the same. Um, So, and it's hard. That's what makes coaching hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't just say to one kid, Hey, think, be on top, think, get on top of the ball every single time. It's like, you can't think, get under the ball every single time. You can't think oppo every single time. You can't think mm-hmm. the middle every because it all depends on kind of the scenario, but it's up to the player to do their, their, you know, study of the game, study of the mental side, the approach, the, just the, every aspect of the game. And that's the part that's hard. There's so much to it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why so much of it, you have to weed out the things that you can't control because your brain is going to explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't think about every single thing. Exactly. You just have to focus on the ones that we can focus. And all we know is that we can, we have control of ourselves. That's the other part. We have to have the awareness that we are in control of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We must know that and believe that um, so that, when the situation arises, we can take control of what we can and hopes of getting the best result. Exactly. Yeah. And I think another big thing with going off of the breathing techniques is um, for you players or even coaches that are talking to your players, I think it's, it's one thing to know what to do. So like you, you could have heard the breathing technique I used when I'm in a red or a, or a yellow, which is, going to the going to the top and, and uh, you know squeezing all the muscles in my body and then relaxing them which it would be one that I'd use if I'm, I feel like that would be what would get me in a good spot but it's one thing to know what to do it's another thing to have practiced it and to really feel it by by uh, doing it because you don't want to go into the game doing it for the first time that's not a that's not something you really want to do and for me, there's different ways I do that. So for example, if I'm in the cage, instead of taking 10 swings in 10 seconds, I'll take one swing every 10 seconds and I will focus on, okay, let's pretend I'm really um, excited right now. Like it's a big, big moment in the game. Like it's loud, like whatever it is, I'm not in a good place to compete. Okay. Let me take my breath that I need to take. 
pretend like it, like it's the real situation and then hit the ball off the tee or the front toss or whatever you're doing. Yeah. But taking cage time to really uh, focus on those seconds between pitches, I think is huge. Um, and that's, I mean, that's one way I work on it. Another way is visualization. You know, every, every day I wake up, I'll start by meditating and following that meditation with visualization. Um, Cause med- meditation will quiet my mind kind of get in a relaxed state. And then I, and that allows me to visualize clearer. Um, mm-hmm. So every day, every, whenever I start the day, I'll, I'll meditate and I'll visualize. And when I do visualize, I don't just visualize myself just hitting line drives. Like I visualize myself going through the pre-pitch routine, then hitting line drive. So it becomes the whole, the whole picture, not just the result, but the process behind what got the result as well. Yeah. Um, and another one that I also really, really like is uh, there's a lot of bullpen videos on YouTube of big, big league guys. Like you can basically see like if you're a hitter, like timing up, like you can pretend like you're timing these guys up because it's almost like the umpire view and you can Mm -hmm. set it up on your computer, grab a bat and just time them up. And I like to do that. You know, let's say I'm timing up uh, Corey Kluber, for example, I'll put his um, bullpen video up on my computer, grab my bat, and just time them up and something that will help a lot with that is I know in like a bullpen, like they obviously are going fast. Like you don't have time to like do your pre-pitch routine, yeah. then uh, do it. So I'll do, I'll time up every second or third pitch of his while doing that um, breathing technique and something that I like to, that is a unique twist to it is I'll put uh, headphones or earbuds in and I'll actually put crowd noise in on my earbuds like loud loud crowd noise yeah. so and you really like you would be surprised at how much your body really starts like if you close your eyes and like you picture yourself either in a big league ballpark or um like you you really start to feel like this is what it would feel like your like, body doesn't really facing know that it- Cor- right facing like you're seeing Corey kluber out on your computer you've got earbuds in with loud crowd noise you close your eyes like you can really like if you become really good at it like you can seriously see yourself looking at yeah. your bat and seeing crowd like like being there and that's really key because that's huge yeah. when you do get there to the big leagues i've been doing this practicing for it five six seven eight nine ten years yeah. i've been doing it this is no different so now you're ready sure yeah and putting yourself in the pressure situations right and then you get there it's a familiar thing it's and i exactly. think um you know, that's part of the thing. Like how do guys perform under pressure? Well, they don't feel the same pressure. Mm-hmm. They don't feel it. It's like a guy who, who somebody would say does not perform under pressure. And then somebody who does the guy who does perform doesn't experience the same amount of pressure um, because it's all about how you perceive it. Right. Or exactly. it's about how you prepared for it. it. Maybe that guy was in there visualizing, you know, and, and meditating and doing these things that, prepared him for it you know or he has perspective and he's just like you know what whatever happens happens i can't turn it on Mm -hmm. on a dime right you can't just say this at bat i'm gonna (laughs) right that's basically what you're saying when you experience a ton of pressure at the plate you're basically thinking in your mind that you need to get a hit now and you're trying to turn it on if you could turn it on and be successful you would we all would do it you'd hit 30 home runs in high school right you know and it's just it's just not, it's just not how it goes. It's just not how it works. Um, 
but uh, yeah, the meditation, the visualization is huge. Um, another one, uh, what was I thinking? There was another part of that I wanted to add on. Oh, uh, visualizing yourself um, failing. Yeah. Or visualizing yourself facing some adversity. Visualize yourself getting you know screwed on a on a strike call, mm-hmm. and visualize how you're going to respond to it. Yep. Um, is something that, oh man, I just wish that I, <laughs> I wish <laughs> I got into this stuff when I was playing. I would have just loved to see how, I'm sure I would have performed better and whether or not I would have made it to the big leagues, I don't even really care anymore, but just mm-hmm. to see how the experience would have changed and possibly the results to yeah. be able to see myself in my mind, to practice, rehearse adversity, not slamming my back walking back to the dugout, taking a deep breath, put the helmet in the thing, in the cubby, don't slam it in the cubby, just mm-hmm. place it in the cubby, gloves off, bat down, go grab my glove, root, root my team on and go play D. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that that's just such a huge component that is, again, it's, it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be, even though we talk about this and maybe other coaches are going to talk about it, there's only going to be so few of kids that are actually like, I'm going to try this. Right. I want to be better. They'll find some, they'll, they'll think that that, that sounds boring. That sounds stupid. Uh, that could never work. I could never help me hit more home runs and then they'll be on their way. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I definitely love that because I think, um, like I said, one thing I do is I laugh it off. Like you can yeah. pretend, Hey, let's say, let's say you're hitting BP and you just a ball, you should have smoked. You just pop up and don't hit it very well. You can take that moment to laugh it off, practice that. So that you're not doing it for the first time in a game, go back and get back to what you were doing. And um, it, you can really apply this to a lot of things in your life. I mean, you don't have to practice mental skills you know, like, like the, the cliche is, oh, you have, you've got your eyes closed and you're meditating or, or you have to be in the field, like looking at your bat and breathing. Like that's not, that's not the whole mental game. Like you can practice mental skills playing video games. Like if you're playing, yeah. if you can, if you're playing NBA against a buddy and you're getting a little bit nervous, like practice one of those breathing techniques and see how it makes you feel. Tinker around with it. Like there's different, a pickup game outside. Like you don't have to practice a mental game sitting down with your eyes closed, meditating or on the field. Like I think you can practice it really in a lot of different areas in your life. Or if you're driving and some guy, you know, gives you an unpolite gesture, let's just say, um, <laughs> number you know, one, instead you're of number you know, one. backfiring and wanting to react again, you, you yeah. practice, you practice the mental game. And I think you can practice them in, in really a lot of things that in a lot of everyday things you do in life that really don't take any additional time. It's just the awareness of uh, being able to practice them in different situations that come. Yeah. And that's, again, that's how it like tie ins to life. Um, it, well, actually really baseball ties in for life. Life doesn't tie into baseball. I think that's the mm-hmm. other, the other kind of like misconception. It's like, no, no, no. Baseball is within your life. Like everything you do, you're doing it within your life. So all these things that we're talking about apply to baseball. Yes. Because baseball is a part of your life. You know what I mean? I think we realize where we're standing in this whole equation. It's like life is life. Everything that you do is within life. And so certain th- these things that we do operate under certain like laws. Right. Right. 
the law of averages, like you're not in baseball, the way that the game is designed, it's designed as a hitter anyways, is designed for a low, low success rate, mm-hmm. you know, and just understanding, like, are you trying to argue with that and fight that? It's like fighting gravity. Yeah. Have you ever came across anybody that's argues with gravity? Like, <laughs> no. oh man, I just, I hate how things, if I let go of it, it falls to the floor. I, it's just, I hate it. It's stupid. That's right. what it's like when you're just like, I hate, you know, I hate this game. I hate baseball, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, or I suck or I, this, or I'm expecting to go eight for 10. And it's like, you're arguing with gravity, man. You're, you're mm-hmm. arguing with the laws of the game <laughs> life. Right. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, so anyways, yeah, again, it's just a little bit like perspective yep. again is huge. Perspective um, is everything, man. I mean, I really think, is. um, when you look at how you do on the field and, and you take the pressure off, I mean, like, like I said, I used to be where this was it. Like this was everything, anything do and everything die. in my life. This was it. Like it, depending on how many hits I got, it depended on how happy I was going to be. Like that's, yeah. that cannot be the way it goes. And I remember actually listening to the story of Mariano Rivera when um, he blew, he blew a save, you know, but the, the perspective of that he had was, incredible you know 10 minutes after the game was over he was having a ice cream cone with his family laughing having a good time after a blown save in the big leagues like if if he can do it like if you if you mess up in a high school college whatever it is like even if it's a even if it's a major league game like that's why he was so good is it didn't it did not phase him where there would be so many guys that would be like i don't want to see anybody i want to sit in my car and just be alone which i mean if that's the way you it gets back you it gets you back to being good then that that's that's good you know do that but i think there's there's a difference between knowing that's what's going to get you in a good spot and then also just realizing well this this isn't doing me any good this is just my natural way of not wanting to be seen by other people after I fail is you have to be willing to just let it go. Um, and, and not have it be everything in your life. Because, um, like we said before, I mean, when you take it as number two or number three, when baseball becomes number two or number three, then the results that you ultimately want and start to go your way. Yeah, Cause the only thing that should be left should be your passion for it. So like mm-hmm. if, if baseball, you can have the perspective that other things are more important and there's still a passion for it, then you go for it. And like you said, it may unlock a greater passion because you realize that this isn't my identity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not, that's not who I am as a baseball player. Like I'm a human being first um, and then a baseball player, you know, maybe right. like you said, second, third or fourth, but then it, like you said, it releases the pressure there's no pressure. There's no fear, right? Of failure because who cares? Right. Who cares? Who are you trying to please? Exactly. Right. So if you're trying to always please other people or prove other people wrong, those, even though that can be a temporary motivation at times, mm-hmm. so like I want to prove this guy wrong. Okay. But what about what happens when you do prove him wrong? Then what do you do? Right. You got to find somebody else to prove wrong and mm-hmm. somebody else and somebody else. You know what I mean? So it's like having that, that perspective that it's not everything, but you still have a passion for it. It doesn't mean that you have to have less passion or care less or that you don't have to focus or practice as much. Like, I think it's, um, it's a release of the pressure Mm -hmm. to then go kick ass. Exactly. 
you know, yeah. to feel the yeah, weight man. off your shoulders. Yep. And I think, like you said, it can be a temporary <clears throat> motivation. And just like everything else I said, you have to be willing to adapt. Like, depending on what the pitcher has, you got to adapt your approach. Depending on the umpire, you have to adapt. Depending on the weather, even. The wind's blowing in. You don't want to be swinging up and, and getting under the ball. Like, it's not going to go anywhere. But, if the, you know, if the wind's blowing in, you might want to get a little bit on top of it. It'll get you in a better spot than if you're trying to get under it. Um, and that's the same thing with that mentality is, for me, um, I like having that mentality that proved them wrong in the right times. So, yeah. in a game, in a game, I don't believe it's, it's a good thing for me. For me, I don't feel like I'll oh, prove them wrong because that's going to get me hyped. That's going to get me yeah. in a very tense. So when I'm in a game, that doesn't come into my mind. But if I'm on the if I'm doing bench press and I'm trying to do max out, that might be a good yeah. time to think prove them wrong because that's when you need to really you know get that energy, get that you know fire and and lift that weight. That breathing might be a good time yeah. to use it, right? And so, like you said, I mean it's it's just everything's about adapting. There's different times and different uh, places Context. for different things. Exactly. And so it's the same thing with that mentality, just like everything else is um, there's times to think, prove them wrong or um, whatever your, some of your things that motivate you or I want to make the all-star team or I want to do this or I want to do that. Like you might want to think I want to make the all-star team when you're sitting in bed and don't want to work out. Like thinking about, Oh, I want to make the all-star team. I get you out of bed and get you to do that workout. However, thinking I want to make the all-star team when it's bottom of the seventh with bases loaded, probably not a good idea. <laughs> not not going to work out too well. The same thing right. with competing competing against other players. Like mm -hmm. even some people compete against their teammates. Yep. It's like you're there's enough there's enough uh, opportunities. There's enough success out there for everybody. Like there's no reason to root against your teammate because. Oh yeah so that you can appear to be better because mm -hmm. they failed less makes you, doesn't make you better. Right. You know, it's like you want to root your competition on maybe not the other team on that day. Mm -hmm. Right. But you want success for other, you want to be happy for seeing other players be successful because it's, it's only going to come back to you, that positivity. It's only helping you too. Um, mm -hmm. And if you see them competing, that can make you elevate your game. Right. If you say, I don't want this guy to, I want this guy to fail so that I can look better amongst my peers or my, please my parents or whatever, mm -hmm. um, then you're not really getting better because you're just wishing less results for, or less success for somebody else. Wish success for them and everybody around you until, unless it's game day and you're playing against another team. Right. right. But even at the end, be a good sport and to be like, Hey guys, great, you know, great game. You, you guys beat us today. You, you played better, mm -hmm. um, you know, and be happy for those people and just know that tomorrow you're going to come and get them. Exactly. Tomorrow we're, we're coming for you, you know, but then yep. at the end of the day, we're going to, we're going to be all happy for each other and respect each other. Um, and that's ultimately just going to come back, come back to you and it's going to continue to elevate your game. Yes. Um, and I think that's just a huge thing. I've seen it myself, but I've also seen it inside of, uh, of a team, college teams, like as a coach, they're, they're playing against each other. How can you beat the team over there mm -hmm. if you're defeating each other within your own team? Right. Um, so there's that other component of just how you mesh 
with your teammates. Like we've talked a lot about our personally, how do we control our mental game and apply the tools in the right moment? But what about like with your teammates and how you interact? You know, that's another huge component because at, at the end of the day, if your goal is big leagues D1, it's all about you bringing the most value to that team as possible. Right. It's about winning a championship and teams want players that will bring them closer to a championship. Um, and that's by you make being a type of guy that's going to make other people better around 100%. Yep. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on, cause I know this yeah. is kind of running long and I actually have to head to the field in in a little yeah. bit, but, um, the last thing I want to touch on is that what you were talking about is, is other teammates. And when I was younger, I used to be on actually pretty, pretty good, uh, travel team, um, and, and actually all the way through high school, I was on a really good travel team, but it got to the point where, you know, they, they would, they would just be getting hit after hit after hit after hit. And I wasn't necessarily competing with them, but like, let's say, like, let's say I was, cause I used to be an infielder. I recently converted to catcher, but I was an infielder. And I mean, it didn't even have to be the infielders that were getting hits. Like let's say the center fielder, left fielder, right fielder, they'd all get hits. Boom, boom, boom. And all the hitters before me are getting hits and now I'm coming up. And I'm scared because I'm like, if I get out, mm. I'm the only guy in this inning that's gotten out. Like, and, and that's, that's another trap that you get into. And trap, it's not necessarily, yeah. it's not necessarily you're going against your, your teammates. It's just that they're almost putting more pressure on you. Sure. And that was something that I, that, that I actually felt um, that some of you guys might be feeling is when your teammates are doing well, it's not necessarily that you want them to do bad, but you feel like, well, because I'm, I'm, I'm on this team now, I also have to get the hit. I also have to, you know, follow it. And the moment I said, you know what, who cares? Like, like it doesn't matter what the guy before me does. It doesn't matter whether you're competing against him for a spot or whether he's just on your team and your team's just racking up hits. You just go up there with the approach that you know is going to put you in a good spot. And that's really all that matters. Whatever happens, like I said, whatever happens, happens. And you, you can go back to the dugout, whether after scoring a run after striking out knowing you were he he you know he um he either got you out or you got the hit um with the best you had and that's really all you could ask for when going back in but regardless of who you're competing against how they're doing um all of that really is out of your control so why why really put put a whole lot of effort and energy into it when you literally have zero control over if your teammates, competition, whoever it is, how they do. And obviously you want to be, you want it, you want them to do well, like you said, because I mean, the, the biggest value to a team is a team player that's going to elevate them and help them do better. So, yep. yeah. Talking about like the guys ahead of you, why hitting is contagious, mm -hmm. right? You're feeding off of that energy, right? right. So you, it's simply just your thoughts. Now you start to think, Oh, I got to get a hit. Okay. Wrong thought. Um, rather than exactly. feeding, feeding off of that energy, using that as confidence for yourself. Exactly. So you go up there with like, yeah, like I'm just, you know, and, and guys do it and they don't even realize that they're doing it mm -hmm. because it, like I said, it becomes contagious, not because they're thinking, Oh, I got to get a hit now. No, they just use it. They get pumped up. Your, your team is cheering, rooting everybody on. You feel the momentum shift. And now that, that like confidence comes into you, into you. Right. And then boom, you end up, you end up getting it. And meanwhile, mm -hmm. the, the opposite is happening for the pitcher. 
exactly. You know, he's like, oh man, these guys are on me. And especially mm-hmm. if he starts going down that road, spiraling down the negativity, then you have the opportunity to, to just really pour it on uh, some pitchers and innings can get, you have that big bust out inning, five, six, 10 run inning. Um, For sure. And then it, then it goes the opposite. Then you can go next two innings and nobody gets a hit. You strike out, you know, the nine times in the next four or five innings. <laughs> yeah. It just reverses it around because now it's like, oh, the first three guys have struck out. Oh, man, like now this pitcher is really tough. Oh, man, am I going to strike out? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you strike out. <laughs> because yep. you're just letting it, letting those thoughts creep in, man. And exactly. it eats you up. Yep, and the, uh, the big thing. The big thing, like I said, is really controlling what you can control and knowing yourself. That's a big thing that I bet you can probably um, sense from just hearing me talk is I have a good idea of where my mental state is at certain times and knowing, like you said, the toolboxes that you can use. And hopefully all of you guys that that are listening can get to a point where you really know yourself well and have the toolbox um, items to address different times during a game that you can pull out and, and use. So, um, no, this was awesome. I love talking to you and yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It's always fun to find another guy that's passionate about the mental game. I look forward to doing again because we didn't really get into your story as much. So I'd like to, you know, set up another time right now. I'm in, I'm in Utah playing in a collegiate summer league over here. So I've got a lot of time on my hands really other than, than I'm either practicing or playing. Um, nice. so I have a lot of time. So you let me know yeah. um, if you'd like to do it again, when you'd like to do it. And I'm sure, uh, we can find a time. Absolutely, man.